Welcome back to Ebology, everybody. Twizzlers. Twizzlers. <laughs> I am your, uh, I, I did spooky last time, but it is the actual spooky day. Yeah, it's the spookiest of days. Yeah. I must say, 70 degrees all day long. Right. Not a, not a cloud in the sky. Not a ch- child to be found in any of my friends' neighborhoods. I don't think, I think trick-or-treating is just off this year. Which, I'm fine with that. I mean, sure. We did see some. I'm not doing it. We, I saw one of your neighbors leave out a bag of chips. Halloween chips. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that idea. I was thinking of taking uh, Doritos. <laughs> I was going to say, if the kids are, kids will pass them by, but I'll, I'll take a bag of Fritos. Yeah. Whatever. No, no big deal. Um, yeah. I mean, I. Hey, I, I'm Ethan, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm Ricky. And I'm chock full of uh, candy and beer, actually. Yeah, I'm getting mm-hmm. my candy in right now. Yes. I had myself a good bag of Sour Patch. A Twizzlers nibs. And yeah, and the theater that we were at, oh no, spoilers, theater we're at does sell beer now, which I was saying that it's probably one of the few ways to keep people actually coming back nowadays to a physical space like a theater. But also, I think we've mentioned this in the past. I don't know what it is with this particular theater, or just maybe it's just theaters in general, but they don't give a fuck, It's like man. a paranormal experience. You walk in and it's like zombie land. There's nobody around right. checking tickets. And we just walk we did buy tickets like and when i went to the concession she's like i'll scan your ticket and i'm like cool i already bought it might as well yeah but like i did that after i'd already walked in saw that commercials were playing not no like there was two people in the theater so i'm like all right fuck it i'm gonna get some concessions and if i had never gone back it'd just been like all right i could have gone see halloween or some shit or i must say there was like a shitload of seats that were empty oh yeah Oh yeah, and is it is it a, the merit of the movie you think, or the day, or the times? I mean, we've been to some anime movies that like remember Broly that fucking yeah. packed in that theater. Um, I don't know. I almost feel like people don't realize that like movie theaters are open and like it's not a big deal anymore. Also possible. Yeah, I can see that because like when you go up and you walk up to the the theater, it's just like everything's off. And you're just like, that's weird. Yeah, and even says we're working with a limited menu right now. I'm like, okay, so we're still under kind of, you know, cinematic distress out here. Well, what I think is they just hired like way less employees or they didn't get, you know, a lot of people back. I saw two total employees running that entire theater. I think we have free movies for life now. I think we have free movies forever. I think it's forever. more than clear. Regal Unlimited? Nah. Regal forever. Yeah. I, I Get all the movies you want to see. I must say for Unlimited free. and Forever are probably synonyms in this case. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Except that Forever is time. I can just walk in whenever I feel it from now until the end of days. Right. Uh, Unlimited does imply that I would watch them all, which... Not everything else is something worth watching. The only thing left, I think, that I want to see is probably Dune. Don't want to see Dune. Yeah. And then... Eternals comes out this weekend. This coming weekend. So I never saw Shang-Chi, and you had said it was good. It was pretty good. I liked it a lot. So I was considering, since I do have Unlimited, and it seems like you just walk into any fucking movie theater ever but, right now. Funny you say that. I do, too, yeah. without spending a dime. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was thinking of seeing that. And then I heard like people had already spoiled Eternals right. and like didn't like it or something. So Strange. I'm a little worried that that's going to just suck. Yeah. And I'm a, you know, Marvel cuck. So I will go see that movie. Right. N- yeah. No matter, no matter the quality. Thor 2 
Give it to me. Original Hulk, you bet your ass I'm going to see that. Um, <laughs> so if Eternals, Eternals kind of... Yeah, but just like a comment on the, the way that time changes your opinion on things. Like when I first watched some movies, I'm like, wow, that was actually pretty chill. And then I rewatch them now and I'm like, that is the dog shittest like CGI I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen. So to be fair, that first Hulk, I didn't think was that bad at no, the time. No, I don't think... I don't think so either. And yeah, time affects our opinions of those things. Yeah. But sometimes time itself, an IP being out long enough, changes for the better or worse. You know, maybe some things age like a fine wine. Others, you see a slow decline into once was, but is now not, you know. And today, I think we might be talking about one of those IPs, frankly. Yeah, um, I, I knew this is where you were going with that. <laughs> a long walk, but I like the view, you know. Um, so... What we went to go see was, I believe, the third My Hero Academia movie, World Heroes. Is that what it was called? I believe it's what it was called. Um, that it was called like World Heroes Unite or something. Sure. It's the third one that's out now. And, yeah, yeah. And so I think what we're going to do today is because what we saw, it wasn't bad. It was quality work, but it really, it's kind of, you put it the best before we started feels like there's something missing right there's something that uh, we want to find out what this puzzle piece shaped hole in an ip that started went like a worldwide phenomenon and now it plus season five kind of had this uh, something was gone and i want to find out what it, it was is like today. a body with no freaking like bones in it well yes. i guess the bones are there maybe like the tendons are missing <laughs> yeah something's not moving right on this right body. right yeah um but I think before we get into the movie, let's set the scene with like the big things of season five that were relevant for this movie. I think the season itself might warrant a larger discussion at some point in the future. But, you know, minor spoilers for season five, just to put pe the pieces together to make this movie make sense. Because yeah. if you didn't watch season five, you it would, would be have, very confused. It'd be pretty fucking confusing. <laughs> why is Endeavor there? Yeah. Why? Why is Deku with Endeavor? What the fuck? Yeah. So, yeah. Season five puts our titular class 1A heroes in their respective work studies, working for certain agencies around the, you know, the hero world and or really just in Japan. And we got Deku, Bakugo and um, Todoroki. Todoroki. I, I was thinking Shoto, but that's wrong. Shoto. Um, watching a lot of Dragon Maid lately. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So those three are actually working for Endeavor and his working agency and his hero agency. And, you know, pretty cool. I mean, it's good that he just happens to fall ass backwards into the number one hero to study under him, I guess, um, from a Deku's point of view. Um, what else makes sense at the end? Oh, yeah. Deku's got a new power, right? Which one was that? Um, yeah, so he just gained this power called Black Whip. So I apparently was errantly under the impression that all previous um, one for, uh, what is it, all for ones, whatever the hell his... Uh, one for all. One for alls yeah. could use all of the previous quirks. Evidently, that was not the case. No, I don't think it ever actually, and that's a little bit odd to me narratively, that, you know, these things are stored, and sure, the power may, you know, as all might put it, crystallize and grow with each passing, you know, ambassador of all, one for all. But that doesn't mean that quirks themselves would have been obscured, right? 
well, shouldn't they've all been able to use him even in a weaker form? Like you would have liked to see that, right? Like where where it's almost like not even worth mentioning in the history books because it was so weak or something like that, right? Sure. But apparently he's the first one that's able to really use more than one of these quirks. And convenient for him, they're all vastly stronger than when the original users had them because right. they've been bolstered by one for all. And I think that might be where they're going with or uh, what what they're going for is like these quirks were all right, but nothing special, right? Enough to make a hero out of somebody. Well, right? they looked him up, I think the Black Whip guy, and they were like, yeah, he's like not of note at all. Yeah, he's like kind of middle of the pack shit, you know, rescue based. Because we were talking and, you know, from, you know, the just OG one for all, plus this Black Whip situation, Deku's basically Spider-Man right now? Yeah. Yeah, he can use, basically think, Spider-Man's webs, but black and shiny, and then you have all the, the power-up that comes with all for one. So, yeah. Or one for all. That's going to be really fucking I really confusing. That's really going to be confusing. It's so uh, annoying. Yeah. So, it, uh, he's Spider-Man. He's My Hero Academia Spider-Man. So. Yeah, so what I've noticed, like, off of last movie, and then obviously this one as well, is what it seems like is they progress whatever ability Deku's working on in the show to like near complete ah okay or near completeness yeah right so at the end of season five or whatever we know that he has quote-unquote perfected black whip he said that he had yeah right right like when they came back for christmas or whatever the shit that was yeah their first day of year two Mm -hmm. i think that's what was going on He's like, oh yeah, I did. Perf- I perfect Black Whip, uh, whatever your girl's name is, your Ravity. Oh, Aracha, uh, Aracha, yeah. Arocho, whatever fucking name. Yeah. I can't stand these kids' names Aracha sometimes. Cho. <laughs> One thing I hate about her, and this is just unnecessary. <laughs> it's so unwarranted. But she wears high heels, and you hear yeah. the clicks every time she steps. Yeah, it's really annoying. So it's just, this isn't even a, a fall or a flaw. It's just. You know, well, it's not very functional like, for battle. I guess not, but, but you know what? No, I have no notes. You're right. It's not very functional for battle. Yeah, I don't anyway, know why you would wear that. Anyway, so what I notice is that these these movies always like take whatever he's working on or whatever he's like about to perfect and just shows you like the perfected version. Yeah. Because it seems like these movies are really more of a showcase mm-hmm. of like how cool these guys can be. Because Bakugo was sick as shit in all of his fighting. Yeah. Completely intolerable as a character still. He's still one pretty one note, yeah. Really annoying, actually. And they need to, like, work on that. I know they have been trying, like... Like, like he's now in on the secret with All Might and, and uh, Deku. Deku. Yeah. But, like, he's just so unlikable. And he's, like, almost getting to the point where it's, like, irredeemable how much of a dickhead he is for no reason it's he's one note and he's just kind of writing it out but at least in the context of a show in the larger you know frame of things he does seem to be growing slowly into a more you know understanding dude i guess i I don't i don't know soften his edges i'm not quite sure but anyway yeah that is what you said is kind of where i wanted to like the my core thought is that these movies are just a showcase. Right. How do you make a good showcase for what is arguably a very diverse, well-fleshed-out power system, world hierarchy, you know, biological quirks? And there's a lot of interesting things. This movie touches on some interesting stuff in that regard. 
where the villain that is doing the touching of this stuff, these ideologies, is <laughs> dog water trash. Um, so I actually, I was like, okay, this could actually be a sick movie if when they started talking about, like, I okay, just like basics, not really spoilers, but the main enemy is called Human Rise, I think, or Human Rise. It's the, yeah, Human, Human Rise is the organization that is the big bad at this. And the movie. idea is basically, like, quirks are a disease quote-unquote to the pure humanity and that it really talks about this quirk doomsday theory which i actually am a humongous fan of this portion of this like um i guess universe where apparently as generations go on quirks will mix more and more and then just become at some point so powerful and so uncontrollable that the world just blows up i think that that use of that ideology and that theory is the highlight of this movie. Like they, they didn't they didn't do nearly as much as I think they could have or at least talked about it more because they, they did come up in the show and I think it's manga con- canon that this idea is floating around. Like it right. gets brought up a couple well, of times. Well this hadn't been the first time I had heard it, so I figured Same. it must have happened from like maybe Meta Liberation Front said something about it. Or, right. And know. and they want and I think Meta Liberation Front and then the new kind of League of Villains or whatever they're called now I think they want to utilize that philosophy in a, in a way to... We do have to talk about that at some point. Yeah, The right. fucking renaming of that organization. <laughs> oh. I think at some point we will. In this context, maybe. I think we could do a whole My Villain Academia episode and have a lot to talk about there. But, I think we could, yeah. You know what? Maybe this will be like a uh, My Hero Academia movie plus just kind of a wrap-up on season five or at least like a decent portion of it. I think what season five and this movie have to play together and kind of, it speaks to the state of my hero in 2021, right? Yeah. Like where we're at now. So, I mean, I, doesn't it feel bad though, that every year we have to make a state of my hero academia movie be, yes. er, uh, episode because how dog water is just turning into. And I, th- I want to have a year where it's just like, here's the state in 2022. Right. And then it's right. just, it goes off like gangbusters. That'd be great. Um, but to that doomsday theory, that is a awesome, logical idea for a radicalized group to try to either encourage that or... And I think even that the humorized organization tenants were great, that considering, like, they aren't human anymore. That's the disease. We're the pure-blooded ones. It's not a power dynamic issue. It's, it's truly just like, you know, if you play it out in your head, like, they aren't human. This is an affliction on humanity. We got to bring this back to right. real. And it, it didn't seem to be, you know, uh, politically, culturally, economically, struggle-wise. There seemed to be no lens on it. It was pretty pure. Though Just, they were extremely wealthy, apparently. They were buku dollars rolling. Like, I don't know how that, that worked because they had <sighs> a lot of tech and a lot of places to go. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, like, when you do these one-offs, I mean, of, of course, this was the same kind of problem I had with the last one-off movie, I guess, where it's, yeah. like, they change a lot of things in the world or, like, they just, like, progress them insanely fast without giving you any of the backstory or any of the world-building related to it. Right. Like, the reason that Metal Liberation Hero Academia, blah, 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 blah front <laughs> yeah. is, like, interesting is they gave us, like, this happened in the past this was the history of it and like they did trickle that through kind of like all season five but in this case like first we hear about human rise they're like apparently the richest organization on earth right with like caverns of like space technology like all over was the that world. not wild all over the world 25 sites min insane like, so 
I've actually come around on this one-off idea. I think the last time we talked about this movie, I had expressed that, you know, the issue with doing one-offs like this is that they have to make sure that the retcon is immediately dunked at the end, right? Anything that you do crazy gets gets trashed and scrapped and it feels cheap, right? But I'm coming around now is that, well, if that was always the mission every time you do one of these one-offs, go buck wild with it. Like, go buck wild. Like, the idea in the second movie where Deku gives Bakugo one for all, I come around to think that's actually an awesome idea, knowing and coming in with the assumption that I don't care how they tie the bow, they're going to tie it. But I got to see that shit. That's cool. And the issue with this, though, they didn't play it. They kept it really safe. It looked very good, but it kept it really safe for me. I don't know if I was a big fan of that. And there's a couple big ways they kept it safe, a couple small, dumb ways they didn't have to do. Um, well, I mean, I, th- I think there was some, like, occasions where, like, our characters are just, like, catapulted forward in, like, technique and skill. and Yeah, right. Right, like, especially the, the final battle was just ridiculous for, for Deku. But throughout the movie, he, his perception was, like, unbelievable. He, like, literally, there was this archer lady, like, a thousand miles away from him, shot an arrow at him, and he, like, literally knew it was coming from, like, a hundred miles out, and literally reacted to this arrow he could not have possibly known was on its way. (laughs) I I don't know if One for All bolsters all of your physical attributes. Doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter. I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt here. And the camera also like zoomed in, so it like makes you feel like his eyes did that to where she was really far away, and he just like saw her full on like hard tunnel vision. (laughs) So I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Is Deku actually just like uh, Hawkeye? (laughs) (laughs) He might actually just be. Is he every Marvel? What was that guy's name? Night Eye. What was Um, his old uh, boss's name? I think it was Night Eye. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is Deku every Marvel superhero more to love? Spider-Man, done. Hawkeye, done. He's got lightning all around him. Thor. Thor, done. He, you know, is a goody two-shoes. Cap America, done. Yeah. Does he smash? He smashed. Hulk, done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> I think we got it. Um, but yeah, so it, again, in, this, in these movies, especially with My Hero Academia, one of the things we said last time that we loved, and I think that the best part of the whole movie is the unique matchups of these powers. People teaming up that you wouldn't originally work with, like Uavity and Saro, tape guy. Awesome matchup. You would think, like, I don't know how the hell that's going to work. And boy, does it work. It was yeah, super. Apparently phenomenally well. Yes, yeah, Saro MVP. Like, but in this, this one, what did you get? Weird natural uncommon matchups of heroes because of the agencies they're all in but you never saw dick from any of them maybe a little bit here and there but none of it really played on what i think my hero academia has a good time with movies doing taking these random set pieces and random powers and just jumbling them up and finding very interesting interactions and they did so little of that for me yeah, notice I felt like this was very low effort on their point on their part. Like, yeah, and to be honest, I do not envy their situation where they're they have to like keep coming up with all these random quirks. Yeah, like honestly, like you think about um like I don't know DC Comics or Marvel, just like how many freaking like powers you have to come up with and heroes and backstories and poof. and like 
adding to MHA where they say 80% of people have quirks, it's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, occasionally you're going to have to run up against somebody that has some random quirk. Like, even that beginning scene uh, where they they show it, and, like, this is the very beginning, so it's not much of a um, spoiler. It's literally, like, the There's impetus. There's nothing really to spoil in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's kind of the garbage. That's what I'm saying, uh, right? But it's really the imp- impetus for the whole movie is, like, th- this group like blows off a trigger bomb they call it which they sort of insinuate and i understood later on that trigger (laughs) was also that drug you remember like a season ago maybe i think it's the one that we saw first with what was it the red um What's this, the Red Rocket or Red... Um, <laughs> I don't think it was Red Rocket. I don't think it was Red Rocket. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, uh, no, Red... No, that was his old... The Crimson Rocket was his old idol hero or some shit. I don't yeah. know. But whatever the red-haired... Uh, uh, Kirishima. Yeah, there it is. Thank you. Uh, red Rocket. So he <laughs> he encounters that guy in an alley that shoots up. Right. And then he gets, like, crazy blades. Like, not just a couple. Yeah, so uh, I guess they figured out a way to essentially like superpower everyone's quirks so they just like instantly melt themselves or whatever yeah right which seemed a little bit like they're playing into the whole doomsday theory like why make them stronger like so i i got a little confused as to like the approach that these bad guys were taking i think what they're trying to do remember he said like i'll make sure i'll get humanity back to the pure clerk what quirkless wow and you know i'll i'll spill blood if i have to yeah and that's what this was basically if you didn't have a quirk you're good to go right this this this, didn't do anything for you yeah but wouldn't it have been better just hear me out here guys um like you know the little uh the darts that took away lamillion's powers yeah what if they just aerosolized that that would have been way cooler that would have been, does that get rid of the quirk factor inside of you DNA-wise? Because it does roll back time, right? Like, huh? So that drug is made from Ares quirk. Yeah. It was just like a real special mutant type quirk where it literally rolls back biological clocks. I right. Think. And that's how Deku could keep injuring himself at full 100 and then she could like keep pulling those injuries back. But if he goes too far then he can go quirkless again um so that drug is made from that would you say because they said part of the issue was if these pure quirkless people do breed as they said which is a really strange way to put it but the you know with um (laughs) people with quirks they're still gonna make you know little quirk demon spawn in their eyes right like we don't want that right would a i mean if you're one-off movieing why don't you do that instead of just making it like hero time bomb like it just seemed weird like you're going to blow up the world in an attempt to prove your own theory correct essentially do you know what i mean like the doomsday theory would is being accelerated by this trigger bomb <laughs> and you know what it's a really good segue into this fucking villain because he was the worst part of the movie for me yeah he was this weird villain? yeah because you're right that's a very good plot hole that he and it was in his own head where it's just like yeah, if I make everyone's quirk go haywire, everyone can see how shitty quirks are, right? That's the logic, I guess, there. And then every hero is... I'll, his planning was quite good, I guess, but... Yeah, and I also felt like his, like, motivation is pretty played out. Like, yeah. I feel like we've seen that already. Like, some some villain at some point was had the exact same mindset. Where it's like, 
I'm the cursed one. I've never been able to. Or like, oh, I killed my family on accident. Shigaraki so... in my 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 villain Academia season five. That's his well, OG yeah, story. but yeah. no, because they were also constant. They were prime USDA choice cunts. Yeah. So okay, yeah, I think we've seen it before, but I think it's just played out. So I will say when his mom was like still trying to come like hug him and he just melts her in front of him. I was like, damn, <laughs> damn, dude. I, I hate Flint. Flint, 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 uh, Fleck turn, Fleck turn. What? It was such a terrible name. I will say, so we watched this in RPX, which is essentially like a big boy screen. It's big boy screen, not an IMAX daddy, but it's but like the middle. Close-ish, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And in the beginning, there was just a ton of information on the screen. And the screen was so big, I was really struggling to like read it all by the time like I had to physically move my head up and down. We genuinely tried to hit the dub, yeah. but I, I guess it said sub all, that was just a sub time. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a sub time, like, but you know, pretty much, you know, <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah, and there was a lot of exposition dump. But yeah, I would not recommend a large, large screen. Is all I'm saying. If you do, do dub. That's yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, do dub. That's, and that, it's rare that I say that. But honestly, just do dub at all times no, because no, that's the okay. solution to this problem <laughs> to our moral coil. Let's not get a little uh, ahead of ourselves. You know, just a little too much. Just like the know? more and more I watch dub, I'm like, yep, this is how it's supposed to be. I'll come around. Either that someday. or I learn fucking Japanese. And th- there's just... I, <laughs> there's no time. There's I, just no time. I, I, it's just a lot of effort. <laughs> I get it, man. We're I'm busy a la- I'm a lazy bitch. I'm <laughs> watching so much anime. <laughs> I was going to give you an out that you're out here hustling. No, no. no. I'm a lazy bitch. Yeah. I am so lazy. <laughs> but yeah, man. I, it's The sub on this one was a bit hard to... The neck is strained here. Um... But well, yeah, I, I just don't like when they do like, and this is any show really, but they'll do like something at the top and at the bottom and then maybe even like some text in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when someone's like a background conversation's happening exactly. and then the main one's happening, you're like, uh, and uh, uh. there would be like a sign in the background of like where they're at and what like what's going on. <laughs> True. So, so you just have- there's a couple times I'm like literally trying to like read words through words and I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> I already can't read one set. You had another layer behind them? Good night. That's not happening. Yeah. Yes. Fleck Turn is, in my mind, a very, very sterile, no meat on these bones villain. He's literally there. But he's like a blue boy. So I'm like, he's got a quirk. The entire time I'm thinking, this guy's not a normal human being. I thought, at first, I thought he kind of dressed himself up with like high religious iconography, kind of like to make himself seem like a god. Yeah. When he, what? I mean, it, it's just... High really, religious? Well, yeah, like, made himself look like a god figure to these people to try to sell Iconography. the message. Iconography. Iconography, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm they, aware of what it means. It was just like a very out of the <laughs> blue $20, like, sentence. I literally blew Ethan out of the water with my linguistic skills. Your phraseology. Then my phraseology. <laughs> I, we should start using that much yes. more. But he had like the halo and had like all these glowing lights and the gown and everything. And he looked very. So what people. he actually reminded me of is Apocalypse from um, what is that fucking X Men? Oh, okay. Yeah, he I was can, actually very very similar in I terms of the, like his uh, appearance. I guess his aesthetic. The what yes. he's going for. Yeah. Yes. So and he also had some kind of you know, mind to metal tech control because you would let his like 
under his eyes blink and then just fucking control lasers yeah. and shit. What would that was just man meets machine, right? Like that. I didn't like him at all. I think it needs to be said. <laughs> it's clear because yeah, what run down the list of shit that's bad. He wanted to get rid of all quirks, but his quirk was the reason why because he was a real sad, salty boy. I'm that, really strong. I'm Ooh. really really strong. Yeah, his 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 quirk was reflection. He would reflect everything, including touch. He's like, you know what it's like to never touch your friends and family and loved ones. Here's where you know, just keep going. Okay. And I just, the final battle was so dumb. It was very dumb. Yeah. So I think if you've seen Jujutsu Kaisen, he looked like he had similar logic to Gojo. The, that's his name, right? The blindfold guy. Yeah. White hair. In what regard? <laughs> his power is infinity. The closer you get to him, the, the, the more room he makes. So he's literally adding like infinite space between a finite amount of place. Uh-huh. This is what it felt like because he would hit Deku or reflect him, and the closer he seemed to get to him, the more power there was. So it almost felt like magnetized repulsion. Almost the closer you got, the stronger it'd be to go away. I'm just trying to find logic in why the he harder was... you hit him, the harder the reflection is. But when he would hit Deku with no like force coming in, when he punched him or kicked him, same level of output. Like I'm just like, how the fuck is this guy that strong? I don't understand it. It was poorly done. <laughs> but like, this is one of those scenarios where we were promised a main character that was like a super nerd about quirks, right? Yes. We were promised a main character that keeps little tiny notebooks of all these quirks and ways to beat them. And were we not? It's who we fell in love with as a main character, you know? And who we've got is this whiny little bitch, first of all. <laughs> Like, unfucking, like, just so annoying. But secondly, this dude cannot figure out his way out of a paper bag, it seems like, these days. It, it really is that way. Because I would have tried maybe anything other than, I'm just going to hit him harder. Reflection can't be that bad. So his move set in the final battle goes down like this. He goes in for a kick, and then he gets battered away. Goes for Air Force, so long-distance air bullets, gets battered away. And, and he's then, like, what? You can, you, you can reflect my long-distance moves, too? It's like, he literally just told you he can reflect anything. Anything. <gasps> and then, from there, his strategy commences of incrementally stronger punches uh-huh. and kicks, and that's it. Just keep going harder. And here's what I was thinking. I was like, why can't you just try to either grapple him with your black whip? Because, like, how do you reflect that? Didn't use it once. He didn't use it once. And then why don't you try just saying, I want to save all heroes. And since he's reflecting it, he'll say it back to you. <laughs> the dumbest shit ever. I know, <laughs> but like, honestly, I thought there was going to be like something like that where Roddy was going to say something or something was going to happen to where like this guy's actual thing is just reflection and he doesn't have like real, I don't know, like, conviction behind it i don't yeah. know he's just like such a paper bag it didn't matter to me right but i was like i want them to just try off the wall bullshit yeah have fun with your one right you have this big budget playground and a cast of characters you very diligently laid out in front of us use you know go buck wild i mean that's i think that's that's the only way i can justify really being okay with one like the one-off anime movie style 
Right. Or I wanted him to do like <laughs> like Nagisa from uh, Assassination Classroom where he just walks up all nonchalantly and then hugs and then, him. <laughs> and then just hugs him and then just like Delaware. <laughs> yeah. Delaware hug. <laughs> reflect this bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Hug me back. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to reflect it back, dude. <laughs> Bring it in, Bubby. So the, the, the thing, is, what we're saying is the final fight was animated quite beautifully just about it i don't know well and then they they did go like their normal thing where they just take uh one for all and make it like ten thousand times stronger than it's is currently in the show yeah Yeah. and they made him like connect with like the next power i think in line you think well like whatever the fuck was going on with his eyeball and then his like (laughs) no that that's like teleportation like fists fist punch that's a callback from the overhaul fight um his design constant 100 percent. that's the exact design hair glow eye thing everything is when he had ariana's back that's the callback. i don't know the eyeball, and then there, eyeball thing was diff there's that one very famous scene with like deku with no like no pupils at all even looking right down at overhaul and then blasting him with like a bunch of lit up punches Oh. To to simulate kind of like Saitama's consecutive normal punches kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's the imagery. I mean, I could tell he was going hundred percent or whatever. But yeah. like, yeah. first of all, that's supposed to kill him. So fuck this game. <laughs> fuck this game. It's just, just like game. really really annoying. I'm yeah. sorry. They can't. It, he can't. He can't. Can't can't die in a one off movie. How dare you? Then progress him in the effing show correctly, or I'm gonna start getting really pissed off. So what? What makes you mad, buddy? Just what is so goddamn weak and terrible what, still. Right now, like end of season five stuff. I I was about to say something that I have actually now been reputed on that I thought season five and season four at the end of like, I think it was season three. I said, good stuff is coming. We're going to get the good shit. I'm a wiser, older professor now. I know better than to assume that of my hero. Right. right? Do do I know what happens later in the manga? Yes. I think there is some interesting meat there, but I don't know how long or when we're going to get that. So I'm going to bite my tongue and say the state of it now is it's not bad, but it's missing that X factor. And it has for a while now. So here's what I think they really need to do. And this is, goes along with my, I think, pretty well-established opinion that their friends need to die. Someone in this freaking class needs to die. And it's gotta be somebody that like Deku actually cares about because I, what I would like to see happen is sort of like a guilty crown scenario where everything was all fun and games, yada, yada. And then his friend dies and he's like, gets like legit serious. Yeah. Like it's, there's just something like intangible about this show where like I can't tell why it feels like he's not being serious, but they just never feel like really in any real danger. And I think the problem is when they started off with, like with a decent game going saying like if you use that again, you break your hand again, like you're screwed. Yeah. And then they just like kind of seem to have not recalled that or like used that ever again. And like I mean, once again, at the end of this freaking movie, his arms are black again, and it's like, yeah, like whatever. It's a movie, but 
Medicine Girl will kiss it all away. Uh, but yeah, but she's the one that even was telling him originally, like, hey, stop doing this. You're killing yourself. I and can't fix like, you forever. JK smiley face, a little boy named Roddy needs my help. Yeah. Yeah. A little which... boyfriend named Roddy needs all my right. help. Hold on, hold on, hold no, on, hold on. No. And then so my problem is it feels like they need to get way stronger to matter, especially seeing what we see from Shigaraki right now is like they have no chance. No, yeah, he's he's gonna destroy. Yeah, literally, that's kind of his whole his whole bag. He is a woken. Nah, he is badass as fuck. Um, but like, I don't know. I I just it feels hollow. I'm not sure why it feels so bad. I think it's just because there's not like enough behind their conviction of like I want to save people with a smile. If I hear that one more time, I'm gonna freaking puke. Yeah, man. And I I think My Hero Academia was at its best when there were villains or opposing forces that weren't just there to cause chaos, like Stain. Why do you think Stain was, in my opinion, probably the best villain in this fucking show? Because he wasn't just there to take down heroes and just be a force for bat. He's not a baddie, you know? He's this kind of pissy, morally gray, like, but with an interesting ideology. I say pissy and that he's still kind of a bad dude. He's still out here killing people. But, you know, his ideology is interesting. He wants to see what true heroes are. He thinks that the way that it is right now, he's providing satire on the current hero system as it is and showing its flaws. Fucking interesting. Here for it. In methodical dude. That's gone now. That meat is gone. That moral questioning of what does it mean to be a hero or a villain. Um, I always think back to Garu from One Punch Man, actually, for nice critiquing, like, he questions what it means to be a hero and a villain, and it makes him very interesting because he sees villains as the oppressed group of individuals. And the hero is always coming on top and getting all the glory and just because it's the way things have to be, and he hates that, and he wants to challenge that. There is no challenge in one, one sorry, My Hero Academia right now. Yeah, I think this is my opinion on how you fix this show. Kill Ida. Because he's like important but not enough to like really do any real pro like damage i would prefer personally rather kill bakugo because i think that everyone's argument for why he's a good character is just such like thin garbage and like yeah honestly deku shouldn't like him like he bullied him his entire life and he's still a dickhead to him like there should be no like attraction to him like at all as a friend like period like the guy is a dickhead yeah but like in the show he would have been like you know oh i miss him blah 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 blah, right i can't believe we let bakugo die because i wasn't strong enough then i also want this this like secret to come out that that the hero association was doing like human experiments on people see i'm in i'm in for that right like yes something where they're not as good as they seem, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's almost like, it's like, take superheroes and just make them like for babies. And that's what we're watching. It feels like. Yeah. And I, I what? need some darkness. You want some darkness? I have the best person you should kill off. Shoto. And here's why. But he's so cute. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's kill off Minata and let's start there. Let's right. see where we go from here. Shoto <laughs> start is, there and go up from there. If we were to kill one of class 1A, Shoto as a pick would be very interesting from Endeavor's perspective, All Might's perspective, and Deku's perspective. Because Endeavor pushed and pushed that kid 
to being a hero to the point where his mom snapped. He had this grudge. He never realized it later in his life. He became number one hero. The only reason why he wanted Shoto to get there to be the one to challenge and overtake All Might. And now he's number one. He's fixing things with his kid. His kid starts to usurp him. They have a good relationship and wham, dead. And the only reason why he was in that field is because he pushed him to get there. All Might being the guy that pushed it. There's be a lot of interesting connections. If the loss of Shoto would be a rippling effect to these characters, I think, on a really subtle way. And it would make Deku like, the only reason why Shoto was here in the first place at first was because his dad pushed him, but he found his own path and it led him to death. Like, oh my God, what is this industry? What am I doing here? Like, I think it'd be interesting, but that one would be for Ida Bakugo could work with that as well. I just think- Well, because I mean, they they touched on it a little bit in this movie is like, the only reason no heroes came to help us is because there wasn't enough money in it for them in this area. That was an interesting take. Right, so like, there's these like- undertones i think to this series that could make this actually a fairly solid show yeah and like a deep world like but they just like don't mention them i think in the normal show and like of course we're literally watching this kid's high school career but you know they're also always there when big bad shit happens so it's like it doesn't feel weird that you would also hear like all these other places saying, yeah, we don't have any heroes because of, you know, not being able to pay them enough and like just sort of like the grimy underside to this hero association, which is what Stain's job was, right? Yeah, yes. To bring and, that up. Right. And I think that's to to what you said. I mean, like, they don't even really feel like up and coming anymore. They're there in the mix. Yeah. Shit, they're doing the work at the end of the day, right? And, you know, you maybe have like, you know, Pulling the old thing we talked about Naruto and Sasuke and Boruto needing to be sent off to another war, and then they're the the new generation is defending at home, keep the stakes real, but you know grounded in a sense that makes sense for them. This is having a similar problem where they're up there playing with the gods now, like they're literally playing at that level. Right. So, where do you go from here? Right. Like I don't know. I mean, honestly, a, a similar situation might work. You take the top forty heroes or whatever. And you do something with them somewhere else where they're fighting people that are like way too serious for these young kids to deal with. And then you have them like take care of whatever's left and whatever's left is going to be dangerous. I mean, I think that's like a main difference between like a Naruto and this though. Yeah. They're, they're always felt like these kids could die in Naruto. It always felt like that. Yes. And it never feels like that in my hero academia. And I think part of it too early on, which I, kind of want to work out why this is good for the formula initially was because if you remember like league of villain attack that actually happened all the heroes were out doing something with nomus and then the kids had to make it work on the training ground until all might got there right there's a sense of dread like we don't have to win we just have to last longer than it takes for him to get there and that's an interesting dynamic you know and like that's gone now so is that part of the formula? Do you have to basically give more interesting scenarios than life or death, but we all know it's going to be life at the end of the day, right? Because that's what you're kind of saying, right? It's it's quote-unquote a life and death situation, but you never feel like they're really going to die, right? Right, and like, remember after Bakugo was like nearly kidnapped or was kidnapped and they got him back? Yeah. There's like this 
kind of like this feeling at UA where everyone's like, oh shit, one of our students literally almost got kidnapped. Yeah, right. And it's like, yeah, what if he'd actually gotten kidnapped? Would this be like different? Like, I don't know. What I, and they've kind of like set it up to be impossible to attack UA, it seems like. But like, what if someone just comes in and kills half the students? You know what I mean? Like, we need just, a Thanos type of I was event. just thinking, you said a half, I'm like, we need a snap, baby. We need a snap on on campus. Like, oh. make this serious again. Like, I think it's just too funny, funny, haha for these kids. And, like, that would be fine if it was just, like, normal My Hero Academia. But they've all got their licenses because shit's just too wild. There's this war on, on the horizon. Like, even... even uh, Think about uh, what's League of Villains or whatever. They fight this entire army and no one dies. Yeah, right. Like fuck off with yeah, that shit. That they should have had a couple cats. Just like fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off, man. So yeah, you're right. I mean, at what they're poised now to have that seriousness re-entered, right? They've. I think we had two seasons of really kind of showing us the effects of a world without all might. Those stakes have been de-escalated and now they're escalating again for another generation's worth of this overall conflict. So right here, right now, season six and onward needs to be the one to bring the dark back. There needs to be more stakes because if they're no longer in a high school world, which Frankly, they aren't. They haven't been for a while. They were working with professional heroes. Then you have to give them non-high school real world stakes to go against. Then what? Otherwise, it's basically monster of the week shit. I don't know. Right. It. it I mean, like they are obviously trying to do that with this uh, uh, whatever liberation front thingamajig. Yeah. Right. Like I, make it really serious. Like like a big war between everybody. I think they did a good job. Like with Shigaraki, like I think they did an okay job with that, showing his threat, his kind of self realization. You know, that at the end of that My Villain Academia sub arc thing, I did feel a a solid sense of impending doom for inevitably going to be Deku specifically, but then I'm assuming that that class will have a hand, obviously. Um, I did get a sense of doom there. I mean, maybe I'm just ahead by a season, and maybe like half of them are going to die from shigaraki but i don't know but it just (laughs) i actually don't know that (laughs) but it just seems like um like we're five seasons in like we have to be going somewhere and i don't know if we are right and how are we five seasons in and he has one of his additional eight powers like go fuck yourself it's gonna be an ex like exponentially high which is terrible that's a terrible way to plan a show maybe and if you end it Basically, in a, in the manga, if it ends in the next two seasons worth of My Hero Academia, I would be okay with that. If you're gonna go whoop, then you better just don't keep going. If you keep going, you hit this, you hit a ceiling, and when you break through it, you jump the freaking shark, and it's just something's gonna happen where oh, he turns out he won for all. He has every quirk. He can access you know the the purest quirk and the original quirk and some bullshit lore thing. Um. Speaking of that, I thought it was weird. Maybe this is the first time they've mentioned it or what? The Shining Baby? Yes. I was going to bring that up too. What the fuck is that about? It's a logical kind of assumption with 
this kind of biological genetic power set, right? If this is a genetic rolling, a mutation of sorts, it had to have started from somewhere. There must have been the first, right? So they're like celebrating that as like a sub deity or something like that, like the shining baby, the one who had the first quirk. Shiny baby. The shine. Maybe he was truly his quirk was he was a shiny baby. Maybe he was just and a then shiny. When he gets dude. older, he's no longer shiny. No, no, he no, he's he shines forever. They just for some reason like the wee baby Jesus or something like that. Yeah. That's just how they. That's how they see the deity. Um, but yeah, again, they have these like little logical nuggets in this movie. I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know. The, the end of Quirks and then the beginning of Quirks. I'm like, okay, we have a good meaty ideology here and you gave it to fucking Megamind. Like, yeah, th- that blue dick. Uh, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I'm like, that's not like, all right. But. I think it was also weird that every single person in that entire uh, bad boy group happened to have Quirks apparently. Yeah, right. Well, they just are sucked in by the ideology. But, like, it would have felt much better to me if they were actually humans. And, like, I feel like that should be some aspect that will happen (laughs) in the show. Do you remember? Do you remember where one second we have these, like, really awesome looking, like, energy quirks and black holes? And the next scene with Deku and everyone coming in, guns, just AR 15s. (laughs) 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 So, like, that's true. They they do have some with these insane quirk situations, and others just have a gat. Like, just. Which is that felt really disjunct. I'm like, you, yeah, you, a little you, weird. You're having the gun unpowered men protect like the source of your plan, and you sent out your biggest, baddest quirks. Uh, we did actually get quirk people versus Bakugo and Shoto, but right, neither here nor there. It's there because I don't want to. I don't want to think about that. Well, I think it was once again another scenario where they're like running out of ideas. Yeah. Let's have Sword Guy from the other season, except now his arms are really like uh, Zabimaru from Bleach, where it's like extendable. Yeah. And then, uh, you know what? Let's make two of those. (laughs) Here, I actually like that. Go back to the genetics. Twins, same powers, good team. Okay. I actually kind of vibe with that. In for it. Because that would make a lot of identical twins having identical power sets and being this kind of duo. Badass. Okay. That's fine, but right, I'm just saying, I'm saying like, right? Wasn't oh no, used, wasn't used well. It's getting but... cut in half. <laughs> Better watch out. Like Bakugo should have lost that fight, considering how many times he was sliced. He got like stabs there. Yeah, and like fully eviscerated at one point. He went full Kampachi. Like there's no killing the guy. The Todoroki guy that he was fighting, Spiral Head guy. Like what, what the fuck his, was, what his was his deal? Quirk because he so he controlled Demon Man. <laughs> what? Flames? Who knows, man? And he said he's using his spiral quirk yeah, to control like, the water current. You can control fire too. What? What? Like, what's going on here? I don't Who under- is this guy? And is what it- the hell does he look like a demon for? I would say telepathy. Okay, I can vibe with that. But he looked like Satan. <laughs> he looked yeah. like the devil. I'm like, what the fuck? So, you know, I, I don't... And I must say, just just for, like, I don't know, any director or whatever out there thinking about making a movie with lasers in it, when uh, <laughs> lasers hit bodies, they instantly cauterize whatever wound they create, so you're not going to be gushing blood for the rest of the fight. If it's strong enough to pierce bone skin muscle, it's searing It's that. hot. It- <laughs> Laser hot. That is what the lab is for. To right, bring you so, the cutting-edge science facts, lasers, teach you things. lasers are hot. <laughs> 
Okay. Right. So like they're not going to be gushing blood for the rest of a fight. Noted. There was so much blood in that final fight. There I was, was just like, what is that? That was like more than 15 quarts of blood on the ground. Deku bled out like three gill in like a second. Uh, just you can hear like, oh, oh, he's dead, dead. Like he's gone. But he gets up. And I, d- I do struggle with characters that do that. Like they act like, oh, I'm I'm fucking dead. Like, oh, I've lost too much blood. And then they just get up and turn like Super Saiyan 25. It's like, come on, man. I can only turn this when I'm 45% full of blood or less. <laughs> that is my quirk. But I, yeah, I did want to touch on Roddy for a second because he was the emotional connective tissue in this kind of in this yeah. movie. Whereas Last movie, you had the two kids on the island that were skeptical of heroes and, you know, their dad was uh, the progenitor of a certain quirk that would help our big baddie stabilize himself. But, you know, there's a clear interaction with the with the story. Roddy, I don't know. I liked him as a character. He was a highlight for me. There's a levity to him. He's like this kind of parkouring thief that, you know, does real uh unsultry jobs on the side or unsavory is what i'm looking for unsavory jobs on the side <laughs> very unsultry unsultry <laughs> yeah no dude moves he had actually some badass parkour sequences he had some sultry movements sultry movements um oh no the, the, i'm gonna bring it up like a sultry two yes how do i put this delicately for the audience him and Deku banged multiple times, <laughs> and it's not even like a guess, dude. I don't know who storyboarded or composed the music or whatever, but I'm gonna give you just the description of what happened. Where, you know, by some various means, this Roddy guy and Deku are on the run, and they need to get the fuck out of the country that they're in. So they have this almost like buddy comedy in a truck kind of montage yeah. to get. You know, some funny imagery, good use of Black Whip to, like, get the truck up the mountain. It was pretty cool. And um, that's all That's all well and good. And then the song kicks on, and the other imagery of, like, the flowers and the backgrounds, and I don't know, they really painted that in a kind of a... Blooming young love. Bu- blooming young love shit, right? Springtime of you. Yeah. Or, or, or Chayo, or... <sighs> Eravity. I, I mean, can we look this shit up, man? Hold on. Ochaku. Uh, Ochaku. Yeah, sure. Ochaku. Ochaku. Um, yeah. Miss Chaco's over here. Right. She, she is going to be pissed when she learns that yeah, Roddy is the... Yeah, and Roddy the whole time. Because there was a scene in a cave. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but just wait. There's a scene in a cave. Deku's like shirtless for some unknown reason. Well, he got to get patched up. He got the arrow in him. Yeah. Well, that's how it starts. He was you know? fully patched up already. And Yeah. He's facing away. Yeah. Roddy's like doing something behind him. It's creepy, to be honest. Well, yeah. What did he, what was he doing back <laughs> I there? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. It was something about like an ointment or something. It and something. and then he says, like, and he goes, You have a quirk, right? And he's like, Yeah. And he's like, Can, you, say, can you tell me what it is? I, it's a little embarrassing. No, he goes, No. No. And he goes, Oh. Yeah. No. Okaranai. Yeah. <laughs> he says, No. And he's like, it's a little embarrassing. I don't want to tell you. And Deku's like, do it. Yeah. Just tell me. Say it says, out loud. My quirk is. I shine. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Uh, I sparkle in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they left it. They check off gun his quirk, which ultimately, again, 
dumb as fuck and the, also super obvious. Yeah. He can materialize this kind of semi-corporeal little bird named Pino who is pretty cute. And he, whenever he lies or whatever he says, she, it, it was a she, would display his true intentions and emotions. Yeah. Okay. Not all, we all, we know all, not all quirks are good. Yeah. Know? And this one certainly isn't good. But I also think like if he trained, could he make other corporeal forms like make like, it cooler yeah could he basically <laughs> like, not a like dumb little fucking bird like summon familiars and shit like I think that could be chill yeah and like if he were to have trigger would pino become this big like lugia Hawk. looking motherfucker like bitch. <laughs> i'm gonna slap the shit out of you but also let you know what my master's thinking and he is scared as shit no i'm not shut up me yeah so i mean he i liked him he was some good emotional levity. Um, he, you know, cared for his siblings, blah, blah, blah. The typical My Hero affair. Yeah, but I just got to say, he seems so like, like, I swear we've seen his character and the whole, like, his entire storyline before in the same show. I don't know. I just feel like they're really running out of material for this show, and I don't know why it is. I think, I think they're all that material exists organically becomes because it comes from the manga for the most part in the show. They're just taking, cause the movies don't come from the manga. I don't believe they're just kind of homegrown. And then just, they just kind of pick out archetypes like little water boy, Koi or whatever. When that muscular fight, when they were doing the training with the cat folk and he can like spray water and he didn't like heroes because his parents went off and did some sh- like were heroes and got killed or something like that. That was like the kids from the second movie. And I, so right. they're kind of, like you said, they're just kind of regurgitating the shit from the show. Right. Just to make a narrative to give them a playground. <sighs> yeah, not- I, I don't know. I'd say like setting was fine. Like some weird country that doesn't exist yet. They mentioned a bunch of countries that do exist. So I was like, okay, then. But that was weird to kind of stretch it all out. They should yeah. have focused efforts more on a single place. But And then um, the whole world heroes unite situation, like. We we spent like max two minutes in every other place. Yeah, right. So kind of stupid. Uh, we see a whole bunch of new heroes we've never seen before. Specifically, <laughs> this guy named Salam. Salam is who a... is like a hieroglyphic, and I mean like literally no three dimensional space. Right. He is a walking, talking hieroglyph. <laughs> and and a... he was like running away from the other heroes, like like. He looked like Mr. Game and Watch a little bit. Yes. Beep, 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 beep. But he was like super fast and they're like, what the fuck? I think the implication is that because he's so razor thin, there's no friction. He just yeah. like goes and it's like, that's the fastest hero for you. I'm like, uh, no, Fox <laughs> ass, like clearly him, right? Yeah. Um, Famously him. But yeah, he was so weird because like everyone like super high fidelity yeah. like really nice looking and he just this dude on the side sparkling it just like i actually liked him a lot i he thought was he was funny. like a really funny addition and like an interesting like way to ruin somebody's life with a quirk yeah yeah i'm two-dimensional <laughs> i'll have no friends ever fight me how did like who makes his clothes i think he literally popped out like that so he, he popped out like a pharaoh yeah just rolled up and just yep just, and then he unraveled like hello <laughs> i'm Salim. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah i guess it does kind of break down when you talk about how he was born um but yeah i don't know the setting was fine like music was strangely like romantic i don't know if romantic's the word i would go for at times there was like some lo-fi at times like oh we were vibing there for a bit yeah just like, like 
Like okay. they'd like sh- they'd pan show you like a city and like hit, hit you with a low five beat and you're just like hell yeah all right we good we I was good. like damn this might be all right and, and then other uh, times like the water dew drops in the morning starlight and yeah and then it's I'm like, like in the other <laughs> far away yeah <laughs> but yeah all all of that it was very kind of weirdly disjunct and I, again I think it's what. I mean, visuals were triple A easily. Yeah, always. Like, unbelievable. A, bones bones. C- crushed that shit. No notes. Great shit. Triple um, A plus. Yes. S. They, they actually did some good um, CGI work, all background stuff. Yeah, that, that was fine too. Pretty good cinematics there. Um, there was a couple like parkour scenes with Roddy that they like would switch styles, which I thought was really cool. They yeah. were like going like super high high def like Sakuga into CG because he would like land like he did like this flip thing and then landed and it was like a POV almost of him like coming down to a roof. Yeah, that's right. That was pretty chill. And then they'd go back to 2D when they did that camera perspective thing where he did like a backflip off of leaning back from a chair but it kept him centered but they animated 2D the whole world turning. I'm like, that's rad. That's super cool. Yeah, I was like, touche. Yep. So again, like it's you know what? Characters sucked. Yeah. Bad guys sucked. The, the characters... Plot, terrible. The characters that came that were new were just like... Eh, characters, period, are sucky. I'm, I'm just like tired of... Yeah, where is this vitriol? I, I, it's not unfounded. I'm just curious. Like, where where is the vitriol coming? Is it just because you knew what it once was and you want it back? Or is it is the pedigree? Is the I na- feel like we're five effing seasons in and they've made less progress than any other show I've ever seen, I feel like. So it's a pacing issue. For me, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think... I mean, our, our main villain just became, like, the god of all villains. Yes. We're, I mean, we're, our heroes are so far behind at this point, it's ridiculous. Right. I almost feel like if they hadn't said, okay, there's seven powers you're going to manifest, I wouldn't feel like he's so outpaced. Fair. But now he's literally on two... And they're yeah. like, oh, we're going to start working on flight now. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel I'm like. I'm trying to put into words what what it is that we're feeling here because. They feel the heroes, except for Endeavor, feel extremely impotent currently. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was because All Might let them all shine as well. When you have All Might with you, you kind of have the freedom to be like. Oh, I'm good at rescue. I'm good at evacuation. Yeah. I'm good at cleanup. I'm good at this. And letting all might kind of fill everyone else's gaps, and that it felt cohesive yeah, as he a fills hero. Everyone's you know? holes. Fills everyone. With he's a the, smile. In fact, <laughs> he's the number one hero, dude. <laughs> of course. Now Endeavor's doing it, and it's just red hot shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he has not smiled in years. Poor guy. Um. I don't know. I do. I do like his addition to the show, like him being involved more, and like he is much more serious than All Might. So like when he like talks shit to them and was like, "You got to take this seriously," kind of stuff. I do like that aspect of him, and I, I like the idea that he's the, the storyline of him becoming a changed man in relation to his family seems very genuine. I like this arc of his. He's trying in a, in the only ways he knows how, which aren't many right now, but he's like. I'm going to find a way to just show you I want to be a good dad and role model and hero, not just a hero, but a father to you. Yeah, I mean, I think his whole thing is going to culminate whenever he deals with his blue fiery son. Blue fiery son, or Dabi. Yes. Um, so, I think for me what it is, is that any show 
that has the weight and pedigree of something like My Hero Academia. It's kind of a self-realizing curse where what made it great initially, it needs to maintain, and some fall off earlier than others, Promise Neverland Season 2. Like, example, the pedigree it said for Promise Neverland Season 1, many chef's kisses. And then, what the fuck? Which we already talked about, you can go listen to that episode a long time ago. Um, I'm, my hero is the same way. I don't know if we would have such a harsh opinion if it didn't come out swinging so good in the first two and a half, three seasons. I don't know. I don't know. It could easily be like, it's just not what I'm into right now. Like baby hero stuff isn't as interesting to me now as like a more in-depth story. Yeah, maybe maybe that is it. Or, or maybe I feel like the world hasn't been built enough. Maybe I feel like you've had five seasons and this is the crap you've given me. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like... Um, like either they're not giving things enough attention, which it does feel like maybe they're they're overlooking some things that they need to handle. Like they've let a whole season and a half of Lemillion being an invalid without trying. Yeah, right, right. Ari all of a sudden is getting stronger, supposedly. Like her horns getting larger. Like something's going on with her. And I th- and they whole- just like mentioned it for five seconds in the entire season. And we're all just like, no, no, that's like really interesting shit. Like, yeah. Her power took away a quirk. Can it give people back quirks? How about a new quirk? Like, I want to see that shit. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is. We, I think maybe us and, you know, people listening to the show that kind of hear us and kind of collaborate with us on just, you know, thinking the same thing about the shows and the way we want to see them evolve. We have come to expect shows of such caliber to not just flesh out the world, but explore it in all of its facets the logical conclusions the stains of this world right that was interesting he followed a logical narrative of oh if you're a hero then you need to be a fucking hero and nothing else right and or what is you know what is heroism and you know and like kind of what you said you want to see some you kind of want to see some kids die Uh, you know oh i really want to see some kids die (laughs) and to that end the logical conclusion is the darkness of loss and inevitably in, in a profession like heroism, which is already it's dangerous, but we don't feel that danger. Right. I would say for sure. If when this big war pops off, if people don't start dying, it's going to be like, this is so garbage. Yeah. It, it just wouldn't have any teeth. Like what's the point of being a hero? If nobody ever gets killed anyway, the only people, people that seem to die in this show are just like the plebeian commoners. Like, uh, Bakugo was talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. You're you're small fry. You're yeah. fodder for me. And that's almost a little bit like meta, like meta of him to like literally say anyone that's not like a main villain is complete small fry commoner. I was like low key kind of true. Like he's I don't all, care about these guys. He's at always all. been saying it. Like you guys are fucking extras. Yeah. Like he, I don't think he's ever called Deku an extra. I think he's called everyone else in the class extras. And I'm like. I think you is his quirk meta analysis of his own <laughs> world. Does he know he's in a fucking ma- manga? Yeah, that's neither, a good point. Neither here nor there. But I, I think that's the that is the takeaway. I think, and I agree with the, your statement. My Hero Academia State of 2021. It needs some fucking teeth. Yeah, we, we need a little bit of what the edge of what we got in the first couple seasons. Everything before we lost all might. That kind of tension right there. 
time under tension, all that shit. I know? mean, I thought we were going to get it, to be honest, with this. Me too. With the uh, My Villain Academia kind of side arc. And then all of they, all of them survived too. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Need some teeth. You need to show what it means to be a hero and a villain. There will be loss. But if you don't show that loss, then who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? But you know, we got to do it to him with the movie at least. So I'm going to give it 74 out of 100 strangely homoerotic cave scenes. Okay, I'm going to give it a 21. Just kidding. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, what in the hell? I mean, it was okay. I would like to know what we scored the last one. I think we put it in the 80s. I, I, put it, I think I put it in the 80s because, like, I had a, at least an emotional reaction of thinking, like, wow, Bakugo gets to share in this secret in a real way with One for All. He's kind of had to harbor that himself, and now he's getting a bit of the fruits to achieve this heroic deed with Deku side by side. Cool. Yeah. I got none of that here. So I'm actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take two cave scenes away from that. I'm going to go 72. And remember, 70 still, I think, is like good. It is good. Yeah, I think know? this is a, a Mal 6. Yeah, I go Mal 6. Probably five. a Weebology 65. Okay. I think, this again, it's fine. It's fine. See, for me, as y'all know, famously, I am attracted to the shiny, very shiny animation. Yeah. Gonna get more points for me inherently. But, uh, I was attracted to shiny babies. Just shiny. Yep. <laughs> they opened with the shiny, and I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> Done. Lock me in. But yeah, is, do you think it's worth going to see in theaters? No. Yeah. Unless you I, have a free theater like we do. Yeah. If you already have like Regal Unlimited or something, Go give it a go. Go for no, it. No, no, no. I mean, if like your movie oh. theater just lets you in and doesn't give a shit. If they still think it's April 2020. Yeah. And it's just completely closed down. And Wild just the movies, West. Yeah. Go. Go do it. Um, yeah. If you got like a nice TV set up at home, wait for it to rent it when it comes out. It's visually appealing. Um, if you like the IP a lot, you'll have a pretty good time. But don't go in thinking it's going to be like the second movie. I think the second right. movie was something pretty special. But this one, eh. Dog water. Dog water. But at least they got some dogs out of it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Thanks, y'all, for coming to <laughs> class. If you want to check us out, all of our links are in the description of wherever you're listening to this right now, wherever you get your podcast fixed. Come over to patreon.com slash ubology. One dollar and up gets you into our Discord with all of our past guests and the other lovely Patreon folk. The three dollar and up gets you syllabus sidebar, our lo-fi, high vibe, sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes visual, sometimes on hiatus show where we like experiment with different stuff and talk about life there's like 30 episodes over there so yeah we've only been on hiatus for like five months so it's, i mean it's, it's fairly fine. hiatus if you think about it it's basic it's, it's a little sabbatical yeah i'm most we're taking like a week off guys chill <laughs> out just relax oh until we can come up with another excuse on what's going on over there <laughs> i'm ricky and i captain ethan Ooh, and this has been weebology <laughs> when did you become a captain? I didn't. At what point in this show episode know. did you become a captain? I read a book. <laughs> I read a book somewhere in the middle. 